This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. One day, some of the kids from the neighborhood carried my mother's groceries all the way home. You know why? It was out of respect. This is Dirt and Sprague. most important thing in business is honesty, integrity, hard work, family. Never forgetting where we came from. So you are what you are in this world. That's either one or two things. Either you're somebody or you're nobody. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. A month from now, this Hollywood big shot's going to give you what you want. Too late, man. I'm shooting in a week. I'm going to make him an offer again with you. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. Me, I always tell it to you, even when I lie. So say goodnight to the bad guy. Come on. Last time you're going to see a bad guy like this again. The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two, Dirt and Sprague here on 1080 The Fan and 99.5 HD2. YouTube.com backslash 1080 The Fan. We're live on YouTube. Hello, mother. Hello. Um, She's not actually watching the show. I don't think she knows it's on YouTube. I don't think she knows what YouTube is, to be honest with you. Really? My mom watches the opening segment, which is very controversial every day. Poo spoons. I'm like, of all the segments you can watch, that's probably the one that's the most like you could get offended by. Like if yeah. we're gonna get into something. Okay. But she texted me this morning, said very funny opening segment. I said thank you. Uh if you missed uh you missed the first hour of the show, you can always catch it at 1080thevan.com, the podcast section, or as we like to call it around here, these parts, the Service Patriots podcast section. Service Patriots, your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the van. We got the mail sack to get to at 815. So get those mail sack questions into the Vancouver Ford text line 503-864-6326. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale. Visit them for more information at vancouverford.com. Uh, we will get to a mail sack at 815. I'm looking forward to it. Ryan Abraham at 8.30. We'll get a USC check-in, a little early preview of the Oregon-USC game. You hit on something, and I'm glad that you did at the end of that first hour, talking about Jake Dickard and the NIL world. And, it, you know, it doesn't come off well because they've lost five in a row. And to your point, like, where was this after you beat Wisconsin? Like, imagine they beat Wisconsin. He's on ABC, and in his postgame, he's like, you know, and we're real hamstrung by this NIL. Everybody's yeah. got ahead of us at least ten times or more. Like, if you do it at that point, 
People go, oh, man, let's wake up. Let's get this going. He should. It should have been a push, honestly, from the university to say, invest, like, look how good we yeah. can be. Start investing. Give us money. We don't know about our future. We need all the help we can get. But you hit on something that was kind of my whole point of my take yesterday. The transfer portal's been around now. The NIL world's been around now. College football is evening out more. And, and that was the opposite take from some of the higher-ups in the sport. It was... Oh, you're gonna kill the parody. Oh, you haves and have nots gonna that's gonna grow even wider. And it was like, have you seen the results every year to the championship? <laughs> it's the same teams. It's yeah. it's the SEC sprinkling a random ACC, sprinkling a random Big Twelve team. There you go, Ohio State. Welcome, but it's ran, It's mostly been SEC. I I I said this yesterday about Oregon, and I know you don't want to linger on to it, but. <laughs> My whole point of saying I think this is Oregon's best shot to win the championship, my whole point of it is I don't think you look around college football and go, scared, 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 scared. I think you look and go, I respect, I respect, I mm-hmm. respect. Mm-hmm. But you also in the back of your mind go, we got the dogs now. And that is a year ago, Oregon got their asses kicked by Georgia. 46-point margin of loss. If they played right now on a neutral site, I don't know who'd win, but I would feel comfortable laying half a year's worth of mortgage that they would not lose the game by, by 46 points again. <laughs> yeah. That they would that would they would make that. big inroads, if not pull off the upset win, because the portal can fill in the gaps along the way with the high school recruiting. Yeah, I, look, I don't disagree with anything you argued yesterday. I, I don't know about best shot. Mainly that's just because it's. I look back and I'm like, dude, you were a few goal away from beating Auburn in 2010. Like, you were you were right on the doorstep that's of That's a very that fair point by the, you. the 2014 playoff, like, you smoked Florida State. Yes, you ran into a buzzsaw on Ohio State and Ezekiel Elliott, but I don't think Ohio State was that much better than that Oregon team. I think it was just a good day for them and a bad day for the Ducks. So, uh, they've, been, they've been close and they've sniffed this before. I don't know about it being their best shot. What I will agree with is they have a shot this year. And if you would have told me that at the start of the year, I probably wouldn't have believed you. I didn't have Oregon in the playoff. Josh Pate did. And um, they still got a long ways to go, man. It starts at USC this weekend, and you got to get through a conference championship game and all that. But there is an aspect this year of evening things out. I don't know if I'm ready to go long-term that this is the way it's always going to be. Like Ohio State, for example. I think Ohio State's defense is legitimate. I think they have one of the best defenses in the country. They've made it a priority. Their front seven is nasty. They're not letting anybody score essentially all year. The issue with Ohio State this year is they don't have a dominant quarterback. Now, that at Ohio State, would you imagine, is going to swing around, right? Like, you know who without the transfer portal would have been Ohio State's quarterback right now? Uh, I don't. Quinn Ewers. Oh, yeah. He went to Ohio State. Well, that was a. He went there for the money. He was there for a year. Texas member didn't let him get NIL. He got an NIL deal, sure. He went to Ohio State, but he was there for a year and then transferred back to Texas. So if he would have stood at Ohio State. That would be the best team in the country right now because they would have that defense to pair with Marvin Harrison Jr. and and Quinn Ewers. So Georgia doesn't have an elite quarterback. Their offense is not dynamic. Because of that, you could argue they didn't have one with Stetson Bennett either, but he was an established guy that played a ton of college football, and their defense had 37 first-round draft picks on it the last two years, maybe not quite as loaded this year. But I look at, especially the two Northwest schools, like Oregon and Washington would not be in this position without the transfer portal, and without name, image, and likeness. Like, a big reason why Oregon— Which, by the way, those are those are linked. Those are of linked course things are. in college football. Of course they yeah. are. But it's also about convincing guys to stick around for another year. Like, we talked about it last year in the offseason, and we all get focused on recruiting classes and where do certain things rank and all that. 
Dude, the biggest recruit that Oregon got last year was Bo Nix coming back for another season. And you know what was part of his decision-making to come back for another year? He's making a butt-ton of money this season to play quarterback for the Oregon Ducks. I don't know if he would have been a first-round draft pick or not next year. I saw a mock the other day that had him going sixth overall, so maybe he's played his way into that. But if you're a third, fourth-round pick, it's like, ah, I can make decent money and maybe not get a start right away, or I can come back and make a ton of cash and have a chance to win a national championship. That was a big part of his decision. Michael Penix is making a ton of money to be the quarterback of the Washington Huskies this year. If Penix and Knicks had left, where are Oregon and Washington this year? Not in the conversation. Right? Maybe you go find another guy in the portal and you're still good and you're relevant. You but, can win but a, this level but of this good? Level, no. no, you're not. No. So name, image, and likeness, yes, it's a big deal in the transfer portal, but they didn't pay a ton of money to get Penix from Indiana. I, he was kind of damaged goods at that point. Bo Nix, when he transferred in, I don't think teams were all over the country lining up to get Bo Nix. I didn't want him in Eugene in the first place. Mm-hmm. But to get them to stick around, I think it's a big part of why teams are as good as they are and being able to get guys out of the transfer portal to plug in, uh, plug in play certain holes that you have on your roster it, it has changed the dynamic atop this sport and I hope this is where it continues to go we'll wait and see on that but this year you definitely have it the odds are in favor right now 430 kick ABC next Saturday not this coming Saturday the following Saturday I will be in Corvallis Oregon USA with my cousin who's a UW grad and we've got pretty good seats and we're going to the Oregon State UW game it's the mm-hmm. last one it's our last home game in the Pac-12 430 ABC Many people speculating Fowler Herb Street game, mm-hmm. and right now the odds-on favorite to have game day. If you look at the schedule that week, it it could be Washington and Oregon State. Your other games that week. Let me pull up the schedule real quick. Yeah, Hold on. I looked at it yesterday, and I was kind of like, you know what? It's not great. Georgia Tennessee, I... which is man, yeah. yeah, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm with Georgia you. has a who's Georgia play this week? Ole Miss. Yeah, I mean that's that's, that's a Georgia's better bigger game. That's a bigger game. Uh, let's see here. You, I mean, outside UCLA USC, they're no, not going to that game. No. Kansas State Kansas, nope. you're not going to that game. Nope. It's, um, I think it's UW Oregon State, especially yeah. if Fowler and Herbstreit are going to call it. Why yeah. not just make it easier and make it at Corvallis? Yeah, I'm in a tough place here. My whole stance next week, if that's what it's announced, boycott. Is, yeah, and it's it may not be a popular take. I'm not going to change anybody's mind that's going to go to this. Kids love to be stupid in front of a camera. I know because I was. I understand the glitz and the glamour. ESPN, backup, Spank, backup, he's in Corvallis. I would boycott it. I would honestly boycott it. And if you don't boycott it, I would go and basically have a silent protest. Because the two things they would hate is if nobody showed up. Yeah. Or everybody shows up and nobody's cheering. But Oregon State... Being the, you know, the whole like follow the leader type of university that they are, they'll get game day and Benny will be out there sniffing McAfee's jock strap and then, oh yeah, let's put the cheerleaders in the front. They'll do the whole song and dance thing. <laughs> Show me your armpit hair, Pat. Oh, please. ESPN, thanks for being here. Please add us to a conference. <laughs> and they're going to play the game and I'm going to get pissed off doing it and... But yeah, that's the odds on favorite today. Uh, I can you w- tell I don't want it in Corvallis? I can tell that you don't want it in Corvallis. Uh, it is cool. Like I'm trying to think of the last time Oregon State playing a primetime ABC game. It's been a minute since that's happened. So that I love that opportunity for them, and it's your last Pac-12 game. Like the atmosphere in that stadium that day. Oh, it's going to be electric. It's going to be yeah. bonkers, and that's not because of ESPN. It's just the last game. It's the Huskies. Top ten Huskies are likely going to win this weekend. They got Utah, right? So that's a you got a chance to play spoiler like you have in years past. Well, you still give yourself 
an outside shot. Totally. You know, and you can feel good at least going to Eugene the following week. The other part of it that is added to this equation of the game day likely going there, I think Ole Miss is probably going to lose this weekend. They're playing Georgia at Georgia. It'd be a second yeah. loss. Oregon State is two spots behind them in the AP poll. So that's a team you could jump over. I think Penn State's probably going to lose to Michigan. Prove me wrong, Penn State. Win a game that matters. Well, if let- they do, that's a second loss. Oregon State yeah. could jump ahead of them. So you got you, right now in the AP poll, you're 12. I don't know where they're going to be tonight in the college football playoff rankings. I think they were, what, 15th last Something week or like 16th. Uh, so there's a chance that going into that game, you have a top five Washington team and a top 10 Oregon State team. Last time they play. Ex- last time, last Pac-12 know. game. There's just a lot going into that one. I'm with you, though. If I were an Oregon State fan, I would show up and I would be silent. Yeah. I think that's more impactful than not showing up, although that would also be hilarious. Nobody showing up would be <laughs> so funny. I would love just constant signs being held up of like, screw you, yeah. ESPN. I would too. We're in the top 10. Yep. How are we not a power five team? Yep. This doesn't make any, like have signs constantly going up, uh, just protesting because it's ridiculous. Nobody there but one Washington State guy flying a flag <laughs> yeah. would be the funniest image of game day in Corvallis, Oregon you can think of. Where is everybody? Go Cougs! <laughs> It'd be great marketing for the Cougs. <laughs> 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 solo, solo hey, sign. How's that marketing working out yeah. for him? Hey, man, if, yeah. If Pack co- two. Yeah. If Coach Dicker really we wants. We flag for 30 years. It got us nothing. <laughs> that Nebraska fan's going to show up. I was the guy that had the first sign on game day. Hey, no, I just want to say hi to Ted. <laughs> I'm so tired of that commercial. If Coach Dickert really wants more money, you go out, you put like a, a Venmo like QR code, you know, on one and of those. And just put signs. it on a sign. Yeah, just say, hey, donate to Wazoo. <laughs> the Duck did that. He did a timestamp of New Girl when Oregon was at Utah. It was like season three, episode eight, four minutes and 33 seconds. And everybody went up and looked yeah. what that clip was. And it was like one of the characters just saying, hey, shawty. Which was, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was pretty, that was that genius was a good marketing. Move. That was a good move. Uh, a good point, too, from a listener as well that I, I had totally forgotten. Yeah. Game day is going to Georgia this week. That's what I was thinking yeah, they're with playing the Ole Miss, Ole Miss game, so. They're already there in Athens. They're now not going to double dip. That game's in Knoxville next week where they play Tennessee. And but Kansas, I, going back to back Kansas is not near Oregon State level. No. Oregon State UW is the best game next weekend. Yep. Just from this vantage point, I, I think they're going to go, and I'm, God, I'm begging people, boycott this. They do not deserve your attention. They do not deserve you waking up too early and showing up to cheer on a TV show that almost nobody is going to see you on unless you get picked to kick the field goal the way McAfee and Herbstreet do. Mm -hmm. I don't think that'll happen, but I think it's the right move. At least that's what I would advocate for. That's going to be just just everybody survive in advance. Stanford sucks. Beat Stanford. You got them at home. And that's going to set up for a really fun, really fun final two weeks for Oregon State uh, and for Oregon. Because if Oregon wins this weekend, you're two weeks away, like getting closer. A lot could be on the line in that Civil War. And that's what we all wanted coming into the year, and it might happen. We'll hear from Jonathan and Dan Lanning coming up at the bottom of the hour. But up next, did you catch the fever? That's next on The Fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. Be happy. This is Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back in. 724 on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. Dan Lanning and Jonathan Smith. Talking to the media, uh, Oregon State's head coach. I didn't think I'd say this. I actually thought I'd say the other one's name. Jonathan Smith, the guy I think I'd take to Vegas with me. I thought yes. it'd be Dan Lanning, but it might be Jonathan Smith. We had a great text from, a, I'm assuming, a diehard Beaver fan at the Vancouver Ford text line. So this is all exciting. Uh, this is exciting and all, but literally everybody in the world is looking past Stanford. Holy trap game. I don't trust DJ and our coach has a gambling, gambling problem. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell you why that listener said that later on with some clips that we have. That's a great text. Um, I don't normally do this, but yesterday I got home getting some stuff done and man all on my tv all all the options i had to watch mm-hmm. were college hoops oh god women's college hoops <laughs> off I saw, to a nice start uh, lsu lost yesterday i saw that that was great lost to colorado at home kim mulkey in the ugliest outfit you've ever seen with your eyes sad and depressed and i'm like yes <laughs> be more sad and depressed i, I asked uh, isaac and Suk this yesterday on primetime but you guys are the dgens that are waiting for the start of college basketball season no. and 30 betting options we and- can't gamble on it unless no. you go to a book you go to spirit mountain or a a or something then yeah i'm i'm all in on it but until it comes to an app, I can't. So, no. You I, just can't be a D-Gen yet. I got it. I got it. No, no, I'm a D-Gen, but, like, with basketball, like, with NBA no, I, and I'm NFL. No, I'm sorry. You can't be a D-Gen for college b-ball is what I'm like, – No, I, I, I'm being honest with you here, Schultze. If I could gamble on college hoops, I'd probably actually follow it a little bit more. Okay. Definitely. The, Dirt thinks it's funny, and I get why. <laughs> I've actually kind of followed the hockey season because I'll randomly sprinkle little stupid bets that almost never hit. Because I don't know anything about hockey. But I watched a little bit of that Flames Kraken game yesterday. (laughs) Let's go. So, like, if you can find ways to get me in, I wanted to ask you, your team played Georgia. That they did. There was 14 people in the stands in Vegas. Catch the fever. Uh, Tom Izzo lost to his nephew. Yeah, that was a wild story. I didn't know his (laughs) nephew was a coach. Assistant coach of James Madison. Crazy. Undefeated football season and biggest upset in basketball history. Our buddy Bill Connolly had a tweet the other day. was like, just just appreciate this for a moment. James Madison is ranked ahead of Notre Dame (laughs) in college football. Like, just think about that. And they're not bowl eligible. Yeah, because they can't go to, they're just going to the Power Five or whatever, the we FBS. Need, we need to get to a show day where there's, a, it's a little dry with topics and we just devote a segment to it because it's the stupidest rule yes. that exists. Let's get a JMU guest on. We need a JM, JMU I'm guest on the show. I'm with you there. Let's do JMU. But most of these games yesterday were absolute blowouts. I mean, they, they were 40 point losses and 50 point losses. And there was one, there was a 122 to, to 61. I mean, 
the math on that. Uh, that's <laughs> that. Th- these should not be outcomes of games. Like, what are no. we doing? Did you see the jump ball with Purdue? I didn't. No, I did not. Look, look. You have Twitter up? I do. Yeah. Look, look this up at home in your office, wherever you're at. Purdue jump ball. Just look up Purdue jump ball. Was this the two tall dudes? Yes. Yeah. No. They so they're playing. Oh, I don't okay. know who they played, but okay. they played some D two. Oh school. God. They have well. They have that nine foot hu- large human back. But Sorry, look the at the kid playing. jumping. Dude, against him. He's like a little bald point guard. He's like 5'7". Yeah, what are we doing here? So, like, you get these games. Did you get the mania yesterday? The itch no. of college hoops? I didn't get any itch. No. No, no itch? No, that itch is probably an STD if you have it at this point in the year. Oof. So just be patient. Wow. If you're itching like that over college basketball, there's got to be an, an ulterior reason why. Ducks and beeves are 1-0. and Hey, look at that. I Yeah, I turned on the duck game for about five minutes and just thought, eh, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Not yet, man. Not yet. Not yet. I, I can't do okay. it, dude. You're playing like at least Late Oregon, February. At least Oregon played a, a Power Five opponent. I'll give them credit for that. I don't know who. Like some of these teams, you look at some of the scores, yeah. you're like, dear God, what are we doing here? Samford and Purdue. Like that's not a great way to start Purdue after being a one seed that lost. Maybe you should up your competition a little bit and not play a Group of Five team. I just I can't do it this early in the year. Mm. I just I can't do it. You give me some of the tournaments around Thanksgiving time. That'll get my eyeballs a little the bit. The little New York City dude, ones. New York and City. Stuff, you yeah. got the Maui Invitational. Yeah. Like you're gonna get some. Good Good matchups there, like that will that will do it for me. But turning on games for the most part in front of empty arenas where you're playing nobody, like I just uh, Oregon State no. played at two thirty yesterday. Oregon yeah. was at one. I know Oregon was in they're in Vegas, Vegas. Oh, I think Oregon State played Linfield. <laughs> <laughs> I a, mean, that sums up the games. What a weird schedule, and what a way to get. Did people... you win by a wide margin? At yeah, least? no, they blew them okay, out. Thankfully, but damn like, right you did. Two thirty, <laughs> Schultz. I think you're gonna hit on this. Two thirty, a two thirty start time I, on a on a Monday. Who's what, going to that? Yeah, what a way. Not only going, but what a way for just. It's like you don't want eyes on it. What a way for you to get people not to care. I just don't understand. I I get it. You're fighting multiple schedules. You got volleyball. You got cross country. There's all these teams that, you know, sometimes travel together for these smaller schools. There's stupid logistics that go into all this. But a 1.30 start, if you want me to care about something, you got to give me a 7.30 game. And I understand teams like Sanford are going to do that. 7.30. Can we start at 6? Sure. Can we compromise here? I got a bedtime. I'm tired, man. I'm in bed at 8. I'm not watching this. I fell asleep, Jordy uh, Schultze, at at eight forty last night. There you go. I mean, it was amazing. Probably felt fantastic. It really did, though. It feels great. It does. Sleep is a pretty important thing in day to day life. But but who would have thunk it? But the big schools like Oregon playing Georgia that should not be a one thirty game. I'm at at any point of the season. I'm sorry. That's a five p.m. start. You're not tipping off before four. Come on, man. Uh, Were they? It's like were they in Georgia? No, it's in Vegas. Well, what the hell are they doing? Well, it's a tournament. It's one of these dumb tournaments. They're playing in a tournament, and so you got to have games all day, even though nobody's going to any of these games. And so you play a game at one o'clock. Look, I'll say it again. I will get a little bit more excited about Oregon basketball when they go to the Big Ten. I know that sounds dumb, but Big Ten basketball is actually like there's environments that are good. They like, care about it. They a lot care more, about for it. Sure. Like nobody yeah. out here cares about college not basketball. Really, no. Now, will I actually do this? Probably not. But it's what I'm telling myself a year out from that move. Like Oregon at Big uh, Michigan State, Wisconsin's got a good home environment. You get the Big Ten ACC challenge. I get like an Oregon North Carolina game well, early in the year. That's not fair. Well, like that. That will get me interested. Who are we but, gonna play <laughs> this time of year? Lynn's I just, field. <laughs> Hey, last time you guys got picked to finish last in the Pac-12, you went to the Elite Eight. So no, I'm sure that's going to happen. You got everybody right where you want them. Realize I can name one player on Oregon State's team. 
And he's a freshman player of the year. That's the only reason I know his name. Everybody, his Duck fans were tweeting about a guy yesterday, and I'm like, I don't know, I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> Tinkle's kids. Our guy Shellstad sat out. He's hurt for a couple of weeks. I know. He's out for a minute. Dante set the record, 21 rebounds. That was cool to see. Yeah, they had a guy come was off the it? bench. I didn't see it. I mean, or I didn't either, but it sounded cool. <laughs> They had a guy come off the bench that everybody was tweeting about, and I was like, I don't, I've never heard of this dude in my life, but I guess he had a really good second half. <laughs> he had a lot of rebounds. That's what the box score told me. You know how I saw about, you know how I heard about Infali Dante's performance? This is going to be really sad. You want to know how I heard about how he did? My sports update? Uh, no. I, unfortunately, I was not listening last night. I turned on the Dan Lanning press conference, and he opened his press conference shouting out Infali Dante's performance, and I was like, oh, he had like 20 rebounds. That's cool. <laughs> That's how I heard about what Infali Dante did. I mean, Lanning did hit on the nice relationship that coaches <laughs> in the Ducks program have with each other and how that is very unique to the to the Eugene uh, area that he's in. But yeah, Riggs, said, Rigsby came off. That's the guy. That was the name I'm looking for. Riggs, we got a Rigsby this year. Dirt said, yeah, that's really cool to see. I said, did you see it? No, I didn't <laughs> nope, see it. <laughs> no, nope, I didn't. It's so good. Such R- good timing. Rigsby's a junior out of Dubuque, uh, Colorado, I, man. I, Look I, out I, for that, dude. I just want to know if you caught the itch. You didn't catch the itch. I get it. I'll move no, on. I have no Dan Lanning, John Lynn Smith, audio coming up next. Coach's audio will mail sack it up at 815. So get those in at the Vancouver Ford text line or the YouTube comments. And Ryan Abraham covers USC at 830. Joining us live from Las Vegas, actually. So we'll talk with him at 830. Dirt and Sprague back with more. But first, Schultze with the sports update. Shout out to the listeners who have educated me that Brendan Rigsby was on Oregon's basketball team last year. Learn something new every day. I mean, it, it fits in pretty well with your Infali Dante comment. I would also add to it, I looked up this Rigsby. Yeah, he had a big game yesterday. He had a nice dunk. He kind of got some Austin Reeves vibes to him. Do you yeah. have an Austin Reeves happening in Eugene right are, now? Are we a basketball and baseball powerhouse now? People are saying this. I don't baseball. know. I mean, we went to a regional last year. Did we not go to a regional last year? We went to a regional last I year. get to Omaha. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to miss arguing about college baseball, the random college baseball <laughs> argument that we get that neither of us care. But Wait, we why is that going it. away? Because I mean, I guess we're still going to play Our each other. Our baseball team's not going to – that's going to be the only thing that continues yeah. to thrive with all of this Didn't, is the baseball team. I think Tinkle and Altman have both come out too and said that they're going to keep playing at hoops. Oh, hoops is definitely going to keep a lot yeah. of, I think, the Pac-12 relationships just to keep travel down. You have to. Like, you yeah. don't want to – like. I mean, we have to because we don't want to go to Rutgers to play games, you know. No. So let's get some close non-conference games. Um, let's hear from your head coach of your football team, not your basketball team. Mm. A full investigation needs to take place. Does Jonathan Smith have a gambling problem? <laughs> Let's not start that rumor. Or do we agree with his stance? So he was asked, Oregon State tried, <laughs> they kicked a PAT after a touchdown. The PAT was good. There was a penalty on Colorado. Yeah. Oregon State thought, hey, we get the ball at the one-yard line. Let's accept the penalty and go for two. They then proceeded to hike the ball over the quarterback's head, and Colorado ran it back for two points. And it was one of the, like, how does that even happen? That's just horrible luck, right? So he was asked, you know, somebody at his press conference, I watched the whole thing, and the question was basically like, you ever going to stop being so aggressive? Like, what's up with all this aggressiveness? Because he's had some bad calls here the last couple of weeks. Here's Jonathan Smith on his aggressiveness. You know, we've got a 250-pound quarterback, one of the best O-lines in the country. we got a yard and a half to get. I feel like it's a lot like playing blackjack. Got dealt 11, the dealer's showing six. I'm doubling our points, doubling the money. And, yeah, didn't work out, you know, rifles over his head. But, you know, you've been at that table before. <laughs> you've been, you've been, been there before. Yeah. You've been at that table before. 
I mean, he's was not that Dashiell that asked it. Who asked? It? I don't Do you know? know. I don't know the sounds of the voice because he made State it pressures. sound like it's a media member he's gambled with at <laughs> Vegas. You know, like, seen me. You know. Also, yeah, you got eleven, and then you hit on eleven and got a two, and you were like, "Well, all right, I'm at 13. <laughs> Guess I'm gonna hit again." And then you busted. Like that's the equivalent of what happened here. That is. I mean, this was an ultimate. Like, look, the fake field goal at the end of the half against Arizona is inexcusable. Like, nobody will defend that. You shouldn't defend that. This one, like, what? when was the last time Oregon State snapped the ball over the quarterback's head in a shotgun formation? Can you even tell me if that's ever happened in the last five years? I mean, I'm sure it happened at some point in the last five years. What once, are the odds? But, like, that's right. an odd thing of, like, dude, we need a yard. And Colorado's, a scoop and score, too. Sure. Like, Colorado sucks. They're off, their defensive line's bad. We have a good offensive. Like, I don't know. That, to me, was a... It ended up looking hilarious, especially considering what happened the week before. I had no issue with them trying to get two there. My only, my only complaint, because in the moment I was like, okay, you, you go for two, I guess. Yeah. Can we stop with the shotgun? You are 6'5", 250 or Can more. Can we sneak it, man, yeah. Can we tush push? I mean, he's got a big tush. It's easy to push. <laughs> tush push. DJU, touchdown, or two-point conversion is good. It, it's not the worst thing that he's done. I jokingly said yesterday, just take the headset away when the special teams is on the field. It's just bad timing. Yeah. If that if the Arizona game never happens that way, then Saturday is like, oh man, what a weird fluky thing to happen to, to Oregon State with Colorado, and you win 26-14, not 16. The only thing I would say to this question, this aggression thing, because Lanning got this a little bit after the UW game and he went yep. over three and fourth down, is no, don't stop being aggressive. You just got to be more responsible with the aggression. I love Jonathan Smith going for it on fourth down. I actually like the onside kick at Cal. Running with your kicker 25 yards out, yeah, that's, that's a, a bit too far. Yeah. Like That's where it's not aggression. That's kind of stupidity that you're masking as aggression. And that's just, that's my line. <laughs> Hard stop. No kicker running 30 yards out. Yes, don't Just do leave that. the offense to do it or let him kick the field goal. Uh, but yeah, go for two. You have an opportunity. Hike it under center. Other than that, like I don't I have no problem with going for it. Yeah, this was one where like I when when Oregon had their fourth down calls against Washington, I didn't I didn't have an issue with any of them. I know a lot of Duck fans disagreed with me there. The issue that I had it was with the play calls that you called. Like rolling out a quarterback, you're eliminating one half of the field. Like I just didn't like some of those play calls. They had fourth and shorts and third and shorts where they couldn't, you know, one on the first goal line one at the end of the half, they didn't run the ball in third and short. I think if you do, you score a touchdown, right? So I didn't like the play calls in those situations, and that was the aspect of it that I wanted to criticize of like Will Stein, bad calls. That's the that's the criticism. And this one for Oregon State on Saturday, the criticism goes to the center. <laughs> like, what are the chances of Oregon State scoring on that two point conversion if he doesn't hike it over DJ's head? Well, they probably do. Eighty nine percent. Like, what percentage are we playing there to get one yard against a horrible defense? You're going to fall forward and get that yard nine times out of ten. That is a ninety percent clip chance. But the center hiked it over. Just don't hike it over his head. That's not Jonathan Smith's fault. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. I don't know. I, to me, it's results based criticisms that, well, especially with like, off- offensive line injuries, they, they're 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 yeah. down a couple guys. I'm not saying a backup center should be snapping it. Don't hike it over his head. That's like, on, like, well, but make life easier if he's <laughs> filling in for somebody. Go under I center. I know, but I I, I always see I, that that stuff's even funny to me too because I it's one of those like I feel like if they hike it, DJ runs it in. Nobody's saying why'd you go out of shotgun. Yeah, but. Balls to palms, like you hike it under center and just sneak it. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, so he's doubling down. He does not have a gambling problem, but I love the analogy of like, dude, we've all been there on blackjack. You get 11, you double down. Like, come on, we've, we've, we've all played that. I do want to get to a couple of the clips from the pressers yesterday. What's the highest number you've hit? I told Dirt this. I, 
I hit 18 because I saw the dealer with a nine up and a card down. And I'm like, well, he's going to have 19 just because I'm an idiot. I don't know how to count cards. So I, I, I hit 18 and obviously I busted with a five and I was right though. He had 19. Yeah. What Turn the card, 19. I'd probably say 16 or 17. Just same situation. You're looking at, you're like, well, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out guns a blazing. You know, I'm going to try. Mm. Like I'm not. Yeah. So. I'm going to go out on my own accord. Mm. Although that is go actually, for two. That is statistically not the play is what I've learned. So oh, analytics tells you not to do analytics that. Analytics huh? says if you're looking, looking at a 16 or a 17, like you're, you're just, you're stay. What's you're, the, is 17 the, the number we all do want to hit on, but like, Everybody in our mom tells us to never do it. Yes. Because I see 17 and I'm always like, I can get a four. Come I get, on. I got no. There's a three in there. Four, for three, me. two. Yes. I mean, come, come on. on. What are we doing? Give me something. 15, 16, I start to get to that. 15 is an edge, uncomfortable baby. number to be hitting on, but you're kind of like, eh, six or less. Let's go. Yeah. I, I need Jonathan Smith's take on this. I need to hear what. I want to play blackjack with him. Stay. Oh, ditto. Honestly, like get a cigar. I'll smoke a joint and uh, we will play blackjack. <laughs> Him or Coach Lanning at third base. He he, Coach Coach Smith at third base for sure at the blackjack table. Wave him in. <laughs> Wave him in. <laughs> I love it, dude. Uh, let's hear from more uh, from Jonathan Smith. I brought up something yesterday and it was interesting. Somebody asked Jonathan Smith that at his press conference, "Is this going to become a thing?" We'll get to that. Also, Lanning has asked about the big implications that are on the line in Austin this weekend, and I want to get into that. So, hear from both coaches. Continuing uh, next on 1080 The Fan. This is Dirt and Spray. Gun 1080, the fan. All right, coming up in the final hour, Ryan Abraham at 8.30. We will get to the mail sack at 8.15. So get your questions into the Vancouver Ford text time, 503-864-6326. Or you got some good ones. You can fire them away on YouTube as well, where our listeners are arguing about Justin Herbert. So that's what's going on on the YouTube chat right What are we now. arguing about on Herbert? Uh, why Herbert deserves criticism. He sucked last night. Come on. I mean, he did play a top defense, but they won twenty-seven to six. Like it, I mean, he was not very good. Did we watch Patrick Mahomes against the Dolphins? That was an awful game by Mahomes. But who won? Yeah, but Pat Mahomes has won a Super Bowl, and they are known as the (laughs) comeback kings right now in the NFL. The Chiefs are. So you're going to point? Okay, so that's. I mean, that's just. Point to the ring, like that's no, it. That's no, the way it works. This is the way it works. Mahomes played awful. Mm, you I got two of them. Game. You can't criticize him. This is how it works. No, I'm not pointing to the ring. I'm saying he is one of the. It's like Tom Brady gone. So who's the best quarterback facing adversity sure. in the league? It's Pat Mahomes. To compare that in any stretch to Justin Herbert, I love Herbert. I got two jerseys at home that say Jay Herbert on them. It's a little kooky. You can't compare those two right now. It's just not happening. Did you see Burrow play the Titans this year? Yeah. He was terrible, but as we just heard Colin Cowherd say, he bad in September. He really good come when football matters in October, November, December. If they don't get the one seed, that loss to the Titans is going to matter in September. Having to go to Arrowhead again in the AFC title game is going to be an uphill battle. And that's a guy that hasn't won anything. Or two Baltimore in the playoffs instead of hosting Baltimore. I I just what what is the criteria where we're we there's quarterbacks that just get stuck in criticism and others that somehow like well, but you know he's he's kind of won a lot. Like Burrow is, the, I think Burrow is awesome. I'm pro Burrow. I'm pro Herbert. I'm pro all good quarterbacks. To be honest with you, in a league that has so yeah. many bad quarterbacks, yeah. That if you're Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Mahomes, like Allen, I, Tua, if you're good, I'm for you. It's just weird that like a guy has a bad game in a in a win, and let's criticize it. But well, the other guy who's never won a championship has a bad game. 
but well, he's winning now. Like, okay, so like, what's the criteria here of who to criticize and when to criticize? Yeah, it's very weird. Like, of all the games to criticize Herbert for, which there are a lot of them this year, he's not had a very good year. Like the he's Dallas also has a broken game. finger on it. Sure, I mean, yeah, <laughs> the Dallas game, he was bad. Like, missed a lot of big throws, and they lost that game at home, and arguably should have won it. Like, go look at the stat lines of good quarterbacks against the Jets this year. Mahomes threw two or three picks. Allen threw three Allen picks lost. in the opening game. Allen lost. Jalen Hurts, who some people put in that conversation, threw, th- threw the game away in the second half, throwing three interceptions, and they lost. Like, I have all the defenses to yeah. criticize a guy for a rough night. Like, the Jets have one of, if not the best defense in the NFL. That's why it's so frustrating to watch them. It's because their offense literally doesn't have a pulse. If you just had a function, like, if you could just score, like, 14 a game, well, I mean, they would be one of the best teams in the NFL. Well, I want to get back to a Herbert point, but you're you're kind of proving my point from yesterday. And I know you're going to laugh when I say this. Carson Wentz is not worse than that guy. No, he's not. So like he's not. He's just sitting there waiting for a team to call him with a chance. Yeah. No team will call him. Maybe that speaks to the personality and locker room stuff. But you know what I heard for two, three weeks? Zach Wilson's a new guy off the field. Like, no. Teammates really like him. They've given him this chain. He's Zach Wilson. That was awful last night. You could have gone. I don't even know who the backup is. Go to him. What are we doing? <laughs> I don't know what the Jets are doing at quarterback. The Herbert point, I think partially, whether whether it's people that like this show or any other show here in the Pacific Northwest, I think you naturally get pushback on him because he is so beloved. Yeah. Because he's the duck. They won the Rose Bowl, kind of counted out in the draft, goes past Tua, and then has this rookie record-setting season. And what do guys like you and I do? Herbert, 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 Herbert. I'm stock up. Top tier, Herbert. Top five, Herbert. He hasn't had a great year. There's no doubt compared to the standards that people have set. But, like, you don't look at the Chargers situation and go, man, it's a Justin Herbert problem. He's the issue. You see what Staley said last night? No. That's what our pass rush looks like when we're fully healthy. Oh, God. He dropped the when we're fully healthy as if to excuse all of the other poor performances they've had. Yeah, Joey Bosa had his first good game in like a decade, it felt like. You're paying that guy a lot of money. He finally had an impact on a game. I'm with you 100% on the Jets quarterback stuff. Like, he, Zach Wilson is so bad, man. He's awful. He had one good half of football against the Chiefs, and we all felt like we were living in a fever dream. It's like, is this really happening right now? He, like, started shredding them for a part of that second half. Well, we knew that felt weird, though. It, it didn't totally feel did. right. It's just, he's not good. And I, if I were a Jets <laughs> fan, like, I would be, like, we talked about somebody on the show yesterday. We've now sidetracked our entire audio segment with this stupid Herbert conversation. There was somebody who won a game this weekend who had just shown up, didn't know anybody's name, and had never taken a snap from the center. One of my favorite stories of all time. Jo- like, why don't you, why didn't you go make a move for Josh Dobbs in the meantime? <laughs> the Jets are winning games. Like, I'm not, they're obviously winning games with Wilson because they're at 500. They've won some games, well, but he has nothing to do with any of that. Yeah. The quarterbacks throwing interceptions and their defense being maybe the best in the NFL is the reason that they've won any games. And if you just paired it with a competent offense. Yeah. They're like I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to face them at all. They might win the division if they have Dude, a competent quarterback. That defense is ridiculously talented. That's why I wouldn't fire him. I I don't know what the Jets' plans are. Oh, firing Sala would be ridiculously dumb. See, I think so too. Like, but I'm not going. Like you can't ask that dude to win with Zach Wilson as his quarterback. We, we've already sidetracked the college segment. So let me just ask you this: Are you buying this Rogers stuff? They're showing him walking into the arena. They're showing him, you know, mingling with players. He was talking with Herbert at at. Uh, at midfield, he's throwing deep out route passes, and he was caught on a hot mic in the post game, dapping up Derwin James. And Derwin said, "When are you planning on coming back?" He said, "December." Yeah, he said, "Give me a couple more weeks." No, I'm not buying this. I think this is all smokescreen. I there's 
what world has the Achilles injury stuff, we've healed it to where it's only a three-month injury? Hot take, he will never, if he steps on this field again this year, he will never play again. Because he'll get he'll get re-injured and yeah. it's just That offensive too... line is bad. That's the other yeah. problem the Jets have. Their uh-huh. offensive line is not good. Well, I also think it's a little different. Like, we're, we, we are getting excited seeing him. He's just standing and taking one step back and throwing the ball. That's not the same as being in the game and having Micah Parsons chase you down. Totally different. These are really different things. And so maybe he's gone to Germany and he's done the whole, like, you know, procedure that's not quite legal in America, but we figured out in Germany (laughs) thing. But I'm not buying it. I, I don't know why. And they're teasing it, too, like it's coming. Like Why they know he he's going to play in December. Why? I, I get it. He's Aaron Rodgers. He's he's a great quarterback. Top five, you know, all, not all. Time, no, he is not. Top five. He's right Dirt's now, number one, three. but most people would not put Rodgers in the top five. <laughs> no, but but I just I'm not even sure he's in top tens of most people. Is it Whoa! Just the, all time. Whoa! All time. Whoa! That's why I was. I got to push back on that one. Top five, maybe that's (laughs) fine. Top ten, stop it. Name me ten quarterbacks all time you would take over Aaron Rodgers. Go. Can I get a okay right now on the spot? (laughs) I'll give you a commercial break to think about it. You're not going to come up with ten names. I will. No, you will not. You're going to be lying by the end of that list. Troy Aikman. I'd rather have Troy Aikman. His like nine touchdowns and thirteen picks a year. I want Troy Aikman as my quarterback. He was way better than Aaron Rodgers. I I didn't say Troy. Because Marino never won. Let's start with Namath, number ten. Namath. (laughs) Joe Broadway. (laughs) Jeff Garcia. I want Jeff Garcia. Fran Tackington. I want to put Fran on the list. (laughs) Jim Drunken Miller. (laughs) It's not ten names. There's no chance. Kurt. Warner, Look, oh, he, Kurt Warner or Aaron Rodgers? This is like I, this Come is on. like you know, I, the Herbert thing is fascinating to me. Um, well, some of this, it is duck hate. I mean, that's, that's a lot of it. Awesome. Like you know, it's, people are texting and duck fans lose their minds and yeah. the mild criticisms of Herbert. Like, dude, he hasn't been very good this year. I have no problem with anybody saying that he was not good last night. I also think the Jets have a very good defense. That's part of it. But he was he's not been very good this year. I I have no I have no pushback. I have no issue. I also think. Of all the Charger problems and the reasons that they're losing, of he's not the top of the list. No. So both of these things can be true. He's not playing great, and the Chargers are a dumpster fire and have always been a dumpster fire. Their coach looks like a 12-year-old who thankfully shaved off his beard. He's supposed to be an elite defensive mind, and they have one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Did you see the J.C. Jackson story the other day, by the way? The one where they're sitting him? The one, no, the he's got scratches. Well, he's done. Well, he's, he's he, he got sent now, back yeah. to New England. He refused to go back into a game <laughs> and when he was in a Charger uniform, which is why they traded him. Yeah. And Tom Telesco, the Charger GM, had to apologize to everybody for signing him in free agency. It's like, my bad. They asked him because he was banged up. And they were like, JC, we need you back in the game. He's like, I'm not going back in the game. They gave him like 80 million. Yeah, they gave him a lot of money. And they're like paying the majority of his con. They basically just sent him, like, give us a sixth round pick, New England. New England was like, whatever, we'll take him. You're paying the salary. Kurt Warner ahead of Aaron Rodgers all time. No. No? No. For the love of God, no. Ah, Schultz. No. Mm, Schultz might be it. with me on this. Stop no. it. Get no, you two no. of these. It's a thought. It's Stop. a thought. He, he only have one. Yeah, he, only he only has one. one. He I lost two get Super you, Bowls. Get you to two of these. <laughs> well, Rodgers did He went two. to three. Yeah, yeah. Kurt Warner appeared in two, right? Three. He appeared in three. Thank Arizona yeah, exactly. and two with two the, uh, the St. Louis Rams. Yeah. yeah, so no. I mean, it's just because I'm a biased Rams fan. Maybe I'm thinking like... You're a Rams fan? What? Yes, I grew up because my dad was originally an L.A. Rams fan. Oh, here we go. The song, the song and dance with 1080 employees and <laughs> their random ass fandoms. Well, no, it's because my dad was me? born in 1964 when they were in LA that, at that point. West Coast team, yeah. Then, then stupidly moved to St. Louis, but my dad didn't choose a new team. So yeah, now it makes sense. That Why are you not a Seahawks fan? Because I am. How do you not become a Cardinal fan? <laughs> 
Um, or a Dodger fan. I chose my dad's team. My dad was a Rams fan, and that is the one. I mean, I hardcore Blazer fan, obviously bleed the Mariners teal, mm. love my Ducks. My dad's a Beaver fan. I'm against him on that one. But oh, as far okay, as- so how did that happen? 2009, you were like, I'm making a choice here. <laughs> Winner <laughs> of this game. Lance Mitchell should have made a tackle. <laughs> Winner of this game. If you want his fandom. Gets my fandom. Should have tackled Masoli short of the marker. Yeah, I think I was drunk at that game, so I, I didn't <laughs> that was care. a great game. It was a great game. It was a really good football game. All time. The wrong team won, but it was a great football game. Legarrette Blunt had a big second half. Unbelievable! A Rams big fan. Second half. Ah, you knew this. You just forgot. No, I didn't. Yeah, did. stop it. Kurt Warner's not. Let's get back to the original yeah, point. No, Kurt no, Warner's Kurt, not better than Aaron Rodgers, and that's that's all I'm saying <laughs> is the not. only reason I even considered that. But uh, Schultz, you take your dad's politics. I'd say that's America. Everybody's like, "Oh, I'm this." No, you just stole your dad's beliefs. <laughs> the Rams, Mariner, Duck versus Beaver choices. Very interesting. We need a therapy couch and dive into the Schultz world of how all this happened. Yes, we do. I need the full backstory. Um, okay. There we, are we done arguing? Justin Herbert's not having a good year. The Chargers are a dumpster fire, but they won last night because the, the Jets are worse. Already. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? You allowed this. So You're stupid. the one that read the comment. I know. I got to stop reading the YouTube comments. I love you all. Uh, let's get to our coach audio. Uh, mail sack coming up at 8.15. Your questions welcome. Ryan Abraham. We have a, the Michigan story we haven't even talked about yet. Is something going to happen? And the Timbers might have hired a misogynistic coach. What's going on there, Timbers fans? We got a load of final hour. Don't go anywhere. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.